What's happening, you delicious human people out there? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast. My name is Joel, and this is Luke, Luke Rasmussen. And uh, this is the podcast where we discuss our glorious God so that we all might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. It's good to have you with us again. We are uh, today going to be discussing the topic of the perseverance of the saints. Boom. How God preserves us as we persevere in faithfulness as we're going through the order of salvation together. And uh, hey, if, you've, if you're not up to date with us, then we would recommend uh, go checking out the start of season two. And uh, I've no idea what podcast that is, but <laughs> it's called The Heart of God. And uh, yeah, you'll be on track with us by the time you catch up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good. I just realized for a second that we haven't delivered on any of our promises just yet. None. <laughs> no guests. No. No giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the pipeline though, right? Yeah, yeah, they're coming. Don't worry. <laughs> they're coming. It's a big pipe. There's a bit of a jam because there's so much so stuff. So that's, stuff. That's actually the problem. That it's is. not that we've gotten around to it. It's that we've got around to too much stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You saw the list that I sent you the other day. Huge list. Yeah, the dollar value on that list. Oh my Ugh. golly. Dollars and dollars and dollars. I can't even imagine that much money. <laughs> Not at the moment. And guests, dollars and guests. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Joe, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> sure. Well, actually, it's more like I just want to air a grievance with you. Okay, go ahead. And this is a safe space? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Depends how fighting your words I just are. want the people to know the level of trollage that goes on here. So I have a pair of headphones that I am using. Uh, for this, but they're like detachable cord because it's it's a wireless headphones. But to do the podcast, I plug it in. Use this information. Anyway, Must be nice though to have a. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I saved a lot of money for it. Must be very nice. And now my kids aren't going to high school because <laughs> we will be homeschooling. College is not an option. It's not an option. Um. Anyway, I every week I've been complaining to you about mm. how. You know that problem you have where, and this is like you constantly, you know what I'm talking about now, don't you? Of course the, I do. The constant problem you have when you've got like um, headphones mm. for anything, like it would go in your school bag when you, and you put them in perfectly rolled and somehow mm. they are tangled. Well, mine, I've got like a pocket specifically made for these things to go into. Specifically made. Specifically made to hold these cords, right? Yeah, great. And I'd put it in perfectly. And then every time I would go to get them out, they're tangled. Anyway, I'm complaining life, to it? you, yeah. Joel, yeah. every week going, how does this even happen? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm hardly even moving these things around. I'm like not opening this case that often. Yeah. And then yet they're still tangled. And you're like, every time you're like, yeah, I don't understand. That's so don't tough, you? man. Until one day, confession time. <laughs> he comes to me and he says, oh, yeah, you know how those things were tangled? I was tangling it and putting it back in there every week to mess with you. Yeah. Yeah, literally Luke would go to the toilet or something before we do the podcast and I would go into his headphones case <laughs> and like make origami swans out of his cord. Monster. <laughs> it would take me ages. As if I didn't pick up at like the level of knots in that oh, thing. Yeah. Because it's like a tight case. There's no way that they're getting tangled in the manner that you are finding them. And that's why I found it funny. It's because every time you'd open up, how, how did this happen? <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> no, you didn't. You just left your case on a desk unattended. Yeah, I trusted you. Do you know what, do you know what I appreciate about that? What? 
is the like the long term just the patience like, of the it. patience of a good troll. Yeah. I love the patience of a good troll. Yeah, that's why I had to um, uh, let you know eventually because I never would have. As it got funny, as it went on and on, it got funnier and funnier for me because it's like, at what point is he going to yeah. figure it out? Like, it, never. It, it makes no sense that he's not realized something. Years and years and years yeah. of pulling like headphones in school bags and them getting yeah. trashed did all the work for you. Exactly. Actually, we went on a holiday with. Um, Tessa's family, my wife's family, and yep. uh, so she's got an older brother, and we were sharing a room together in this hotel. Yeah, and um, every morning when he was out or whatever, I would short sheet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're annoying. <laughs> I grew up in a family where you just do stuff to people. Yeah. Right? It was just no, part you of the just fun. do that to your sisters. <laughs> They're like, you're a bully. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> anyway, so short sheet his bed and. On the first morning, for some reason, when he got in, he, he couldn't understand. He just thought the bed had been done wrong. Yep. Like he didn't realize that I had short sheeted it. I didn't even so, know how to short sheet. This is awesome. I'll teach you later. It's easy. Thank you. Um, so what I did was I was like, oh, man, like the, the housemate must have like <laughs> messed it up or something, like <laughs> done something wrong. And he fully bought it. Like, he is so gullible. Morgan Hancock, you're a gullible goose. (laughs) And, like, just completely bought it. So the next day I did it again. Yeah. And what's this housemate doing? Like, now, keep in mind, there's no housemate. Like, we're in a hotel that had no housemate. So I would have to go around and make everyone's bed. So just so it looked like. So talk about the long game. Every day I was making everyone's bed. Um, By, like, the fourth or fifth night, Mm-hmm. I, I was like, this is stupid. Like, it's not funny because he hasn't figured it out. Like, so I started doing just whack stuff to his bed. Like, everyone's bed was totally fine. But his, I was, talk about origami. Like, or, I was origamiing the wow. heck out of his sheets. Could, if this whole thing falls through, you could yeah. get, you know, work in the uh, hotel <laughs> yeah. industry. And, and obviously, the whole family's on board with it now because I'm having to make their beds. So like that. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, it was an absolute, like, insane what I did to his bed. I don't even yeah. remember. And he's tearing the sheets up going, like, what is wrong with this person? Why is it just my bed? Like, oh he, my he had goodness. no idea. And to the point where I just lost my mind. Like, I, I couldn't, I could not understand how he could be so gullible. He just probably had just such a high view of you and just thought this guy was not. trusting. I know. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any long game? Oh, man, that just brings me so much joy. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't brought that up with you before. <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad you have, especially on this, so mm. everyone can kind of just figure out what's mm. what's wrong with you. Sort of yeah, but mine aren't that clever. Like if I think about it, mine aren't – like I've done things like – so my mother-in-law, she's like every – lady heading into the you know her older age she sucks with technology sure and the fact that she's come and asked me shows the level of her really bad technology <laughs> <Yeah>. skills <laughs> anyway the man that still types with two fingers yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes that is true yeah. um anyway she um she gave me a phone to sort mm. out mm. and um her facebook was open, so mm. I jumped on her Facebook and and wrote that she was having taking auditions for her, her and Trevor, um, her and Trevor's dance hip hop dance group, right? And uh, that was so satisfying because my family <laughs> latched onto that so much, <laughs> that, and she just like had no idea when people were like, oh, 
I didn't know you were into hip hop. And she's like, what are you talking, <laughs> talking about? <laughs> that's so tough on a, on someone that's not technologically I know. savvy. Until she get like one day she came on. I also would wait because we had to live with her while we we're building a house. Mm. So I would. Um, I love my mother in law. <laughs> just so, just so you know, but I I got given my dad bought me a Nerf gun for Christmas. I don't mm. know why. Yeah, but it was one of those big ones, and so I would wait for her in the house, just in random locations. Yeah. And just shoot her. Just like, I just wait for she'd just get comfortable. Her guard was down. She'd be sipping her top coffee, <laughs> just about to the mouth kind of situation, and then just try to get her on the side of the head kind of thing. Just so satisfying. So but great. no, no, like long term game, in, like instant ramifications. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know who, you know, I think yours is probably man, more maniacal. Like, you should probably see a psychologist about that. <laughs> <maybe. laughs> well, it's pretty dependent on the receiver being pretty gullible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually on you now we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, classic. Anyway, let's get to it. We're going to yeah. talk about the perseverance of the saints. But before we do so, on a as part of a sermon, sermon that we did recently, sermon, sermon, we um, we brought up the point around, uh, or the question that people often have around, um, is it unfaithful or unspiritual? To not simply rely on God in prayer for healing. Yeah. Oh, I was talking like physical healing. I'm sick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to rely on God and, and pray. Mm. And we sort of brought up the point how, well, you no, know, it's not unspiritual to go to the doctor. Yeah, that's right. As in, like, if, if you're sick, go to the doctor mm. uh, and pray. Yeah. Pray that you would find healing. Anyway, mm. that was the big point. And we just, just thought it would be a good opportunity just to sort of expound upon that. Why is it that we can confidently say that if you're sick, you it's not unspiritual for you to simply pray and believe that God will heal you? Mm. Uh, that's a good thing. Let's do that. Yeah. But it's not unspiritual to go and seek advice. Yeah, that's right. You can do both. That is okay. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And in fact, encouraged. Well, I think it comes down to two, misconception of healing and misconception of faith. Mm. Right? Because yeah. – so I – if you look at faith for a second, a lot of the time we've grown up in a world where faith is, well, I know I certainly have, and I don't want to assume that of everyone else, but I grew up in a world where faith was something that you, it was almost like a compo- a commodity in itself. Mm. You know, it wasn't uh, necessarily in a God. It wasn't necessarily, it was just, you just had to have faith. And if you've got sure. enough faith, it's like some sort of amount of you know, if I have a certain level of faith, then I get certain benefits in Christ. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so, therefore, with that mindset, it's mm. like, well, what you need to do is just have a higher level of faith, and therefore you get a higher level of benefit. So, you'll get your healing. Okay. So, you're just going to have more faith yeah. in that. And so, that line of thinking also says that if you don't get healed, you didn't have enough faith. That's right. Without right? saying sure. it. You know, like, they may yeah, not yeah, necessarily... That's the, yeah, But that's the logical conclusion. Or, so, then, therefore, going to a doctor... That's low-level faith stuff. Sure. High-level faith stuff mm. is. Now, most of these people wouldn't say that, but that's where their logic leads to. That's sure. the danger of it. And so sure. like, that's why we're really passionate about mm. having good theology because bad theology hurts. Totally, yeah. Bad theology kills. And yeah. I, like just recently, I've had, to, I've had a few people that I've been doing some pastoral mm. uh, counseling with. Sure. And the, the reason that they are struggling with their faith is because of, Bad theology that they've been taught years and years yeah. and years. Yeah. So it's so important that you you make sure that you think through what 
you are saying mm. the scripture says. Yeah, because otherwise you start making decisions because, uh, you know, person X with the microphone said that I would be healed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if I'm not, what does that mean yeah. about myself or what does that mean about God? Mm. So first thing to understand is that a bad misconception of faith. So yeah. faith is, as, as Hebrews puts it, mm. you know, belief in... The insurance of things unseen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, faith is the insurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. So in the in the text of Hebrews, what it's actually talking about is faith that God is who he says he is yep. and what he's promised will come to pass. Yeah, it's faith in God and his promises. That's right. Yep. And so that's what faith is. Faith is only as large as what you have your faith in. Totally, yeah. And so then you would also then have to move logically to go, okay, well, then what has God promised us? Mm. Has he promised that every single ailment that you have mm. will heal, you'll be healed from? Yes, in heaven. In heaven. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But not this week. And yeah. not if you pray hard enough. And not if you reach your hand out to the TV and give enough. That's right. Yeah. That's not if right. you serve at, at, you know, this amount or whatever it may be. That's right. Mm. It's not a it's it's not a system. It's a relational thing. For sure. Now we also have faith in God who does heal. Absolutely, and he who does. can heal. Yep. Yeah, and so we pray for that. Mm-hmm. We pray fervently that God would heal. Uh, you know, of whatever. Yep. But our faith is primarily in a God whose will will be done. That's right. Yeah, and we trust Him in that. That's right. His yeah. principal purpose for all things mm. is to bring glory to Himself, and the thing that glorifies Him the most. Is relationship with him for because sure. that's the outworking of his will. Absolutely, and so therefore, um, he has not promised that he's going to heal you in every situation, mm. but he has promised that he will be with you in every situation, for and sure. he is using all things for the good of those. We love him. Yeah. Uh, another thought in that is also is it's a misunderstanding of God's providence because um, God who ordains controls, uses all things, may very well use the doctor that you go to to help heal you. Yeah, that's right. And who gets the glory in that? God. God does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so that is a, a going to a doctor and finding a cure is as much a miracle mm. as you praying and finding a cure. That's right, because it's just good stewardship yeah. of what God has given us. Like God, when he created us, is to have to multiply, which is because as we multiply with his image and it glorifies him, mm. then also dominion over this earth, which is to use everything this earth has mm. for the betterment of society, for to care for one another and to glorify him. Absolutely. And so doctors, that glorifies God's name by doctors, you know, doing research, all that kind of stuff. They mm. don't realize that they're actually worshiping God by doing those things. Let's pray. Go to a doctor if you're sick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They don't need to be mutually exclusive things. Yep, do both. And you never know. If you're going to a doctor and you get healed, imagine whose name gets glorified through that. Mm. There's a great witness in that. Totally. All right, let's get to our uh, next topic. Yeah. Hey, uh, just on that, if you do have any other questions... Please yeah, flick them, them through. Send them through either on our text line, which is <laughs> there is no text line, or on our Instagram or Messenger. Just send us a question. We've had some great ones come through. You don't want to give your personal number out? Uh, they already have it. Oh, yeah. Every course. listener. Trust me, I know yeah, every listener. You follow them all up, don't your you? Your mum, my, <laughs> my mum. No, my mum doesn't actually even listen. My oh. wife is now a listener. Oh, yeah? And cool. that's as far as it goes, yeah. I think. Does your wife have your number or you just give her an email? I just give her an email. Yeah. yeah. She has to make all, you know, professional. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about 
<laughs> appointments. Appointments and perseverance of the saints. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. So Romans 8, 28, that we've uh, in some ways been going through says this. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Verse 30, and those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing to note there is all of those things are spoken of in the past tense. Yes. So God has called us, He or he has predestined us, he has called us, he has justified us, and it even says that he has glorified us. Mm. But that hasn't happened yet. Mm. God has called us, literally in the past tense, and he, yep. uh, for many of us, or you know, if you're a Christian, you're in Christ. He has justified you, yep. or um, made you right with Himself through the atoning work, atoning work of Christ. Yep. But glorification is something that comes into fruition or fulfillment at in the new heavens and the earth. Mm. So that uh, on a human timeline hasn't happened yet. That's right. Hasn't happened for me yet. Mm. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, has it happened for you? Well, I'm closer than what you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not untrue. <laughs> no, I'm you old man. Age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking on the door of 63 over there. Yeah, I feel like it. And oh boy, I feel it. But so that hasn't happened yet. But yep. Romans speaks of it as if it has. Yeah. Because we can have assurance in that. Paul is so certain. Yeah of the providence of God and his sovereignty yeah. in our salvation, that he can speak of something that God will do in us and for us and through us and to us in the future yep. as if it has already happened. Yeah, so how can he have that level of assurance? That's really the question we want to answer to start off with, is that why can Paul have such a level of assurance? Well, I think it comes down to election and regeneration. Sure. That if Christ... Mm the one who conquered death, mm. proving that his life is the most absolute life, as in because it cannot be conquered by death. Yep. If he then gives that life to you and I, like as in uh, he says in Romans, like the same power that rose Christ from the dead lives within you. Lives in me. Um, is that if, if we have that same level of life within us, mm. we cannot lose it. Because yeah. if death couldn't do it, how the heck could you do it? You yeah, know what, what I mean? What could separate us from the love of God? That's right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Neither life nor death nor, you know. Angels nor demons. Yeah. Yeah. Nor Instagram accounts or anything of Followers like. or Facebook. Yeah. Boom. None of those things could separate you. So he really what he's saying in there, even though Romans doesn't necessarily implicitly or explicitly, sorry, say um, that there is... Um, that we will persevere. And it doesn't say, oh, you know, those who he calls, they will persevere or anything like that. Mm. The uh, implicit idea in that is that you will persevere because you have that life within you Mm. and then that life will sanctify you. And that life has all of these implications for the rest of your life. Yeah. So he trusts in the electing love that brings us to life and then the power of that life Mm. keeping us alive. Yeah. So, in other words, those who God predestined, yep, He has also called, yep, He has also justified, yep, and He will, and it's so certain that He will that we can speak as a, of it as if He already has, yep, He will glorify them. 
That's right. There's no questions about it. No if, buts, or maybes. Yeah. So which gets us really to this topic of perseverance of the saints. Yep. Which is um, a, a good working def- definition is that all those who are truly born again, that's those who are just who've been called and justified, yep. regenerated. All those who are truly born again will be kept by God's power and will persevere as Christians until the end of their lives. And that only those who persevere until the end have been truly born again. That's great. Yep. So um, Ephesians 1. Yep. Let's go to some texts on this. Actually, I've got Jude in front of me. Do you want to go to Ephesians 1? Yeah, why not? Book of Little Letter of Jude. Beautiful little letter. Only one chapter. Good, easy read. Actually, it's not easy. It's tough as, but... (laughs) (laughs) Opens his letter like this. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called... Beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. I love that. Speaking to Christians, to those who are called, you've been called, comma, beloved in God the Father. So not only are you called, but you are beloved by God the Father and kept, held, secure, and kept for Jesus Christ. Then the doxology at the end of the book of Jude, which uh, we often read out on a Sunday, says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Saviour through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. He is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Ephesians mm. 1. Ephesians 1, uh, at the end of uh, outlining the great spiritual blessings that we have given in Christ, mm. uh, if you're ever wanting to understand the Trinitarian view of salvation, this little text is great. But it, in the end, I'm going to read from verse 11. It says, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised, with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Mm-hmm. Making really clear that those who are baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit, which is those who are saved, you're baptized mm-hmm. in, the, in the Holy Spirit at salvation, you then... Um, that is your seal mm. that um, he will come back for you. It's like an engagement ring of like, I will return for you. You are saved. Yeah, you're mine. You are mine. Totally. Yep. Yeah, just like you said when you proposed to Charlotte and she said yes. Yep. You then pronounced with a bullhorn, you are mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, <laughs> even Jesus's words, right? Jesus said, John 6, verse 37, All the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Jesus himself has declared that he will lose none. Mm. That that uh that come to him that are given to him by the Father. Yeah. Again, we have this Trinitarian love fest going on as as Big the time. Father gives those whom he would save to the Son. Yeah, I think that what this hinges on is the nature of the salvation that is given to us. Mm. That this nature of salvation is the fact that uh, he would save those who are sinners. Mm. That he has predestined, and so therefore. 
gracing them with his love, as in giving them himself, yep. means that when they do sin or when they are unlovable, mm. he draws closer to them. Yeah. You know, I, I was reading recently uh, in Hosea where it is talking about the sins of these tribes. Mm. You know, it talks about Ephraim and, and all this, and, he, you know, he's admonishing them for their unfaithfulness, you know. Um, but he points to his faithfulness and he talks that he will draw near to these people yeah. and he will not let them go. So, th- I mean, a clear distinction must be made between those who are not in Christ and those who are in Christ. Mm. Those not in Christ, when he draws near, it's in wrath. Those who aren't in Christ, uh, sorry, those who are in Christ, he draws near with his love. Yeah. And um, he will not forget them. He will not let them go. So his nature is to draw near to those who are in him because they are his body so that he will not harm them. He will, he will stay close mm. to them. Like So he draws near to us in our sin. Yeah, that's a tasty cheddar cheese, isn't it? Yeah. So Thank even God. as much as you want to run away from him, mm. he's like, no, no, you need me. Like I'm drawing close to you. I'm keeping you in my hand. And I like, so that's the, that's this nature of salvation we have not by works. Cause if, if you, this is why all the, everything that we've been talking up to up to this point is really, really important. Yeah. If your salvation is based on you, yeah, you'll lose it. <laughs> yeah. Simples. Yeah. Who said, um, if you could lose your salvation, you would? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's John That's MacArthur great. who said yeah, that. Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is true, mate. I, yeah. I've turned up to church to work many a time without my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite regular. It's you turned up to our podcast last week without your microphone. <laughs> that is That's true. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Like, I'm normally. No. I once turned up to swimming training <laughs> with no speedos. What a joke. Yeah. I would lose my salvation. Yeah. Did you just go in the nude? <laughs> nah, I raced home. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 No new speedos, though. So you Why ran would slow. I go in the nude? <laughs> I don't know. Where is everybody else? <laughs> like, uh. Free pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. That's why you pooped in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> Different story, Joel. I told oh, you that in confidence. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so yeah, we joke, but it. you know that one time. <laughs> Don't even say that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you would lose your salvation if you, if you could. And so, if if he's the one who's bringing us to life, he's the one that is uh, giving us that love. He's the one who uh, is constantly pouring that out on us constantly, which means it's inescapable. Mm. <laughs> totally. Now, which all brings really back to um, this big idea. Yes. That those whom God has saved, he will keep. Yes, he will keep. He will keep. So, um, this is actually one of my gripes with this topic. Yeah. Is I think the perseverance of the saints is the wrong title. Yeah. I think it should be preservation of the saints. Because that places the onus not on us, mm-hmm. but upon God. I would say, even better, perseverance of God. Okay. He perseveres with us. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. It's like essentially the story of the Old Testament, right? God yeah. perseveres with his people. Yeah. 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 yeah but um, because perseverance of the saints is also right as well. I'm not yeah, yeah, having absolutely. a hot shot because well, sounds like you are. we persevere because God is preserving us. Yeah. Or we are able to persevere because God is preserving his saints, his body, his children. And uh, and con- gradually conforming us into the image of His Son. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. It's yeah. uh, what I love about this topic is mm. is it's really worshipful. 
Mm. Like I, when I first heard it, my initial response was just like, "What? Hold on, hey. yeah. you know." You just think of those people you you know you yeah who've fallen know, away or, yeah, whatever. or whatever. Yep. <clears throat> but then, um, I think, so God loves me this much mm. that He would hold me. Yeah. What a huge God we have. He would do such a thing like that. That to me, it 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 makes salvation all about Him, and so therefore my worship is is so much more centered around Him rather mm. than me having to try and keep myself in line. Absolutely, yeah. Now on Stay that note, yes. um, the Bible is pretty clear to use your words. Stay in line. Yeah, <laughs> as in I'm thinking of Hebrews, for example. There is constant warning and rebuke to hold fast to Christ, to the faith that we have received, yep. to not fall away. Um, I've got First John open in front of me that talks about to not go on sinning, mm. to not uh, practice sinning because those who do are not of God. Mm. Um, so, th- so the Bible is full of warnings to persevere. That's right. But you and I are saying as if it's God's ultimate role to preserve us. That's right. How do we deal with these texts that are clear warnings mm. to persevere? Yeah. I also think it like the same thing comes into line of like uh, in, in, I think it's in Matthew where Jesus is encouraging those and saying um, those who feed the poor, do this, do this, they will inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. It almost sounds like it's works based as well. For sure. But what, uh, if you look at it, Actually, what it is saying is these are the fruit of those who follow me. Mm. And in the same way is this is the fruit of those who will persevere. Mm. And so it is a warning to go, hey, check yourself constantly. For sure. What is the fruit of your life? Mm. Yeah, to say that God is preserving us does not give us the liberty to read his warnings and go, oh, that's not for me. That's right. (laughs) No, no, no. That is for you. Yeah, that's right. To not fall back. Yep. To hold fast to Christ, to repent of your sins, mm. to live according to His Word, as James says. We looked at it on the weekend to um to live it, uh, live with a faith that works. Yeah. A religion that that uh, seeks the care of the orphan and the widow, mm. and leaves ourselves unstained from the world. That that that's is right. a call to holiness that we as Christians need to take seriously. Yeah, that's right. And in the same way, it's really wrong to assume just because you turn up to church on a Sunday that you are a Christian. Yeah. Because like in Matthew 7, I can't remember this rocked me to a core when mm. I was, you know, is that whole idea of the people coming to him and going, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name, I did this in your name. And he's like, I never knew you. Mm. So that therefore can cause you to go, hold on a second, but they were in the church, yeah. you know, like they, they did all the right things, mm. but they never knew God. It's the reason why all of this is constantly in scripture mm. is to not say you can have it and lose it. It's to test your heart as to why you were doing these. Do you actually know Christ? For sure, yeah. Because Hebrews and if and sorry, and if you don't, then to repent and come back mm. to him or come to him. Sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like Hebrews. So mm. we've just been spending some time as a church doing this. Mm. They, um, it's it's you know like Hebrews is almost like a giant sermon. Yeah, an absolute belter of one. Yeah, and it's it's written to uh, clearly a, a Jewish church mm. you know and um he, <clears throat> they're warning them and and setting also a precedent of like those who might be in your midst mm. 
and you know warning them about the deceptiveness of what that sin can be in your life and and so it's 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 not necessarily just saying well if you do this or you miss out on this then you're out yeah goodbye that doesn't line up with the rest of scripture no. and i think this is a really good lesson Mm. in when you are um, of good hermeneutic, which is like a good study of scripture, yeah, is that it's so wrong to go and find a verse that would agree to your argument yeah. and, and take it out of context. That's right. And ignore yeah. the rest of the weight of scripture. Mm. We see a God throughout all the scripture of one who is faithful to his people. For sure. Yeah. And uh, he, despite them, he's still about. Mm. And, Christ is very explicit in the way that he describes that love, like in John. Totally. Know, as a church, we've been going through that. It's very explicit. He, he chooses you, yep. he makes you born again, and he keeps you. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, make sure that when if you come up and find a theology and it's just based on one verse and you're like, hold on a second, that doesn't line up with anything else, mm. well, follow that logic to the end Yeah. and, uh, and allow the rest of the way to Scripture. Yeah. So let Scripture interpret Scripture. Yeah. And consider whether you're interpreting it wrong, um, therefore. Mm. If you're taking it out of context, then there's a chance you're interpreting it wrong. And so, anyway, we are to persevere and take that seriously mm. because there is a, uh, a, a real emphasis, emphasis on Scripture yep. to not sin and not go on sinning. I was, um, I was thinking about this recently just with some of the things that have been going on uh, in our world personally, but then also globally as well. And, um, even the news about Carl Lentz, who um, was unfaithful to his wife or whatever. Yep. And, um, you know, we, we, we hear often of these Christian leaders who fall, who fall into sin. Mm. And uh, I was thinking about how the worst thing that we can do with that yeah, I know. Yep. is come to the conclusion that, oh, I, I would never do that. Mm. That is the doorway to sin big time ourselves that that is the pride of thinking that we are separate from yeah from sin in some way or the temptation to sin yep yeah the the sin in our hearts doesn't start with the being unfaithful to our wife yeah or the um you know whatever it is yeah embezzling money from the irs yeah i don't know what that is i just made that up (laughs) (laughs) good yeah commit but the sin in our hearts starts with the pride of thinking, oh, that doesn't relate to me. Yep. I'm above I that. that. I would never do that. Mm. Well, if that's our response, then we need to check our hearts because, sorry, brother and sister, but you would do that. 100% you would do that. Yeah. Mm. Sure, there are influencing factors, whatever it may be. We don't need to get into that. Yep. It doesn't matter. If yep. there's a pride in our hearts that says, I wouldn't do that, you have sinned by having pride in your heart. That's right. <laughs> the deed is done. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't do that, it's mm. only by the grace of God, because sure as heck, totally, you've done that in your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and so we should take those warnings so seriously. Yeah, we should. Why do we need to hold fast to the faith? Because we are the ones who will let go. <laughs> because we are those ones who will be unfaithful. Mm. We are those ones who will let our spouses down and our families down and do the most egregious things. Yep. Apart from the Spirit of God working in our hearts. And so, Very so, good. so we need to be grateful and worshipful in the fact that He is preserving us. Yep. And then take seriously the call to persevere. Yeah. Maybe if we come back to like elec- the election chat we had. I can't remember. We, we did a podcast on Did God Choose Us? Yeah. Did God Choose You? Something like that. And uh, 
when we talk about election, often the, the little phrase that is helpful is that God is sovereign, so God chooses, mm. but man is responsible. Yep. We are responsible to repent and believe. We're responsible for our sin, for our actions. I think that is also a valuable phrase to use when it comes to perseverance of the yeah, saints. Yeah, I think so. God's sovereign. He's preserving us. We praise him. We thank him for that. Mm. But man's responsible. Mm. We're responsible for our lives and for our sin and for our faith. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So persevere. So persevere and live a life of repentance. That's great. Anything uh, Anything else you want to get to before we get to the practical side of things? Let's get practical, brother. Let's get practical, but first let's uh, let's have a quick break. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vegan. Bacon, eggs, red meat, chicken meat, full cream beef milk, delicious. Vegan, spelt V-E-G-G-A-N, brings you the choicest animal products through a weekly subscription service delivered straight to your door each and every week. Vegan is committed to sourcing the most archaic of ingredients for your nightly meals and snacks, ensuring that you are eating foods that are 100% uncompromising in their commitment to loving animals through their produce. Nothing organic, nothing low-fat, nothing obnoxious. Vegan. Check it out today. So, Luke, what? Uh, so what? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> who's getting these ads? Like, who's, who's, who's in charge of these? Uh, yeah, we seem to still be – everyone's bailed on their checks. Every check that we've got for an ad has bounced. It's really, really weird. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. Anyway, who uses checks anymore? Um, That's maybe the problem. (laughs) They're written in green crayon as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So what? Why talk about this topic? Who cares? Yeah, well, I mean, for many things, and I've hoped you've picked up along the way, Mm. I think, first of all, this should lead us to a place of worship because Mm. it reveals something incredible about God's nature. Yeah. That he is a God that loves so much, that knows our frailty, that he would now keeps us and holds us. Yeah. And so I think that that understanding of salvation just changes the way you worship. Mm. Because then what it then allows you to do is that when you uh, sin, when you make mistakes, you realize that God is not then pulling away from you, grabbing a stick to smack you one with. <laughs> he is actually drawing close to you. Mm. Now, he might discipline you in that. There, yeah. there might be consequences to your sins, but he's not letting go of you. No. And that, that is just mind-boggling. For sure. How about First John chapter 2, verse 1? How about it? My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Mm. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Mm. I th- that is so moving to me. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone does sin, we have an advocate. That that we is a collective uh, of the church, of those who are in Christ. We have an advocate with the mm. Father. Our sin doesn't separate us anymore, but rather we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Mm. It's a really interesting title to give to him there, considering yeah. that he gives us his righteousness. Yeah, so true. Mm. Can I just say a word to someone who might struggle with this? I think sometimes when you are wrestling through election and wrestling through, you know, perseverance or preservation of the saints um, or the perseverance of God, uh, you can sometimes settle on the negative view of it all. Mm. And you can look at those who, you know, quote unquote, have not made it or whatever, you know, like, and and who are you to kind of make that judgment at this point anyway? Mm. 
I, I would just really want to encourage you to, to flip it on its head and look at it from the point of view of your sin and how unlovable you are in your sin to mm. a holy and righteous God yeah, and how much it costs him mm. to hold you and his constant coming to you. I just, I guess my encouragement would to be is to in any way, shape or form, uh, in every way, shape or form to get past that view of how you might see God, even when it comes to election and all that kind of stuff mm. and focus on where scripture takes us. And yes. it is to that place of worship. It's great. And to that place of assurance. Because that's something that's really practical in this, is assurance. Is that holding on and knowing that you are being held on to. That is just wonderful news. And I, I think that if you are viewing it from another point of view, like if you are viewing it from the point of view of like, I've got to hold on mm. for dear life. Yeah, white knuckle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty rough way to live. It's a real rough way to live. Yeah. Go hang from the monkey bars, see how long you last. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and how, you know, so Jesus comes along, he offers you salvation with like heaps of conditions. Mm. If you persevere, if you stick around, if you do that, like if you hold on for all your might, mm. then I will love you. Yeah. Last I checked is unconditional love. Totally. Yeah. So if you are born again, you are good. 